We all know how hard it is to grow, right? Especially if we are in the first month or years of our journey, of our business startup, or we're coaching, or we're writing, and we want to spread the word about us. We all know that it is pretty difficult to get the word out there. But that's exactly where I come in. I want to host an ad about your business into my podcast, Impact by Choice. So look me up on LinkedIn, Andrada Anite. I would love to work with you further on, and I would love to help you boost the visibility of your brand. Get ready for the free global app that works for you. WorkApp is set to revolutionize the way people connect in their personal and professional lives. Finally, there's a one-stop shop to help you post jobs or gain employment. Would you like your very own digital shop without any fees or charges? A global messaging service. And you can also post all types of events and courses, and you can buy, sell, or rent any items you wish. WorkApp is a global platform that helps you find what you need, when you need it, without any costs or delays. So, sign up for this exciting new service today. WorkApp works for you. Welcome to Impact by Choice podcast. I'm your host, Andrada Aniti. And once again, if it's Wednesday, we have our beautiful guest, Rahila Khan, with us. Hi, Rahila. Welcome. How are you today? Hi, brother. I'm great. How are you? And welcome to the listeners as well. Mama's greetings to you and the listeners. Thank you for being here once again, Rahila. My pleasure, Andrada. For... Everyone, I would like to read a short excerpt from chapter seven. And afterwards, I will direct the question to my guest. And the excerpt goes like this. Please set her loose. I want to talk to her. Bring me her jacket, please. Everyone displayed a phase of opposition, but they all knew Rada and the miracles she made with her warm way of speaking to people. So they obeyed against their will. The woman who wanted to steal from her was now, was now ashamed and let her eyes into the ground. When the woman's jacket was brought, Radha suggested her to get dressed. The woman obeyed and they went outside to everyone's surprise. They even got out of the property when Radha began her dialogue with the woman. Artema, what happened? The woman has been raised in the same orphanage and she has been equally treated alike all the others. The instant Radha addressed the question, Artema's heartbeat increased. She lost control and burst into tears. Radha, I am sorry for what happened. I know you don't deserve this. I know you have only showed me love, appreciation and support. I cannot tell what went on into my mind. I never thought I was capable of something like this. Please, please forgive me. Artema, apology doesn't help unless I know the backstage story. I want you to tell me exactly what is going on with you. I'm sure there is a very strong reason for doing this. You never mistreated me or anyone else. Tell me, what's wrong? Last Tuesday, a man, a man came to the restaurant. He claimed to be my father and told me that the mother I never knew wanted to meet me. 
He said he could help me meet her in exchange of a certain amount of money. The thought of meeting her, though I don't understand why she abandoned me, made me lose my senses and I started planning how to raise the money I needed. However, I realized that my salary would never be enough, even if I would save it all for at least six months. Yesterday, he came again asking for the money. I felt the need to push the limits in order to meet my mother, but I must admit he scared me somehow. He talked to me on a very demanding tone, threatening me with losing my job and everything I have in this life if I don't deliver by tomorrow afternoon. Artema, this man is probably a great scammer, my dear. People should respect people. I teach everyone I know to trust people, but to be careful at the same time. Before he approached you, did you see the man before, Artema? You know who our loyal customers are, and I know you have a strong visual memory. Was he ever in the restaurant before? No, I don't think so, Rada. I saw him passing by, though, from the window on, of my room some time ago. Now that you ask, I could swear he has been waylaying the property for a while now, but I don't understand why he chose me. Okay, Artema, listen. Now that I know the story, please tell me. If I call the police and withdraw the complaints against you, let you live here like before and tell everything what the reality is, are you ready to face that man? Are you ready to promise to never go against the values of this community of people who love you again? Are you ready to follow my instructions in order to turn this guy over to the police? We need to work with the policemen though and with Arian and Joachim. We will all help you solve this mess, but I need you to never pass the boundaries of your integrity again. Can you do that? Overwhelmed with gratitude, Artema replied with her eyes to the ground. I don't deserve your kindness, Rada. Nevertheless, if you choose to give me this one more chance, I swear to never go against you or anyone here again. Yes, I will face the man, but only with support. I must admit that I'm very afraid of him. I will blindly follow your instructions, as I understand you only care for my well-being and everyone else's. And yes, I swear to never pass the boundaries of integrity ever again. Let's go back then, Rada said, and against her nature, she didn't hug Artema, but kept the distance. There was, however, a serious reason for that. Rahila, what do you think, uh, based on the above excerpt, what do you think that made Rada act like this with Artema? And what should the readers, the audience, take from this excerpt? Thank you, Andrada, for a brilliant question again. Um, you know, in, in unpacking this question, so many insights revealed itself. So let me begin. As we know that Atima was raised in an orphanage and Radha knew her very well. So as much as we can provide for others, as the orphanage did, and take care of children's and adults' emotional needs, uh, or physical needs rather, the emotional needs are very complex. There's always a yearning with children to seek their parents, to wanting to find the parents, to go back to the mothership as it were. 
And when children don't know any better, as was the case with Atima, her longing for this connection to the mothership, her mother, was very, very strong. And, you know, we will do whatever at any cost to reconnect with that. Somewhere there's a deep separation of some sort. So the emotional needs, can you see how important it is to address the emotional needs, to heal? The inner healing has to happen. This is very, very important. And it's a very strong message I'd like to bring home to the listeners as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. That even though that man was her father, she almost had to befriend him all over again. And what did he do? He didn't know any better. He exploited her mm. by saying that, oh, you know, if, if you give me money or whatever he was trying to extort from her, that somehow her relationship with the mother would be healed. Mm. And, you know, that's what happens so often with children. I know even when I was teaching in the classroom, you would find you could give a child, especially a very troubled child, a lot of love and affection and give them all the attention, <clears throat> excuse me. And, and once or twice, I know I had occasion to know that this child was stealing. And stealing comes from a need, from a place of desperation. People steal because they need to fulfill some need. In this case, Atima needed the money to give to this man who was a father, who literally was a scam, as Radha pointed out to her. And that she put herself in such a quandary that she needed the money to give him. And, and the sad thing is, he wanted it as soon as possible. So she was very pressurized into getting it. And what happens so often when you pressurize? You will resort to ill means to get something, <clears throat> to yeah. give it to someone. And that, that leads to the ultimate betrayal. And that's where we break friendships. That's where trust is broken as Radha pointed out to her. How do we trust you going forward? And another valuable lesson that came through, <clears throat> and this is sad, that the very people who we know will prey on the weak, the vulnerable, and the desperate. And it's so sad to see that it was her own father who did that to her. Am I correct? Yeah. yeah. It was her father. So, again, love comes at a very high cost, as you can see. Um, especially when we, when we seek love outside of self, thinking we can get it even from our parents. But that is ultimate betrayal yet again, as we see in the character in your book. So rather knew all the pros and cons of toxic people, <clears throat> like her father and others too, you know, those who are a scam. So she, she was also pointing out to Atima that she's been financially and emotionally abused. Yeah. Of course, she didn't know that. Atima didn't know that. And so often that happens to even the best of us. We don't realize that until somebody points it out to us. That becomes your blind spot. So this conversation that happened with Radha and Atima is a very strong, very powerful um, <clears throat> excerpt that you extracted from, from your book in this chapter. And, and, and this is the message of how when we don't know any better, we are emotionally, financially, sometimes even sexually abused and we don't see it. 
because we're so desperate to get something out of it. And the sad thing is, if I may use the word, how we prostitute ourselves for love. So prostitution is not only about giving our bodies to someone else. We prostitute ourselves in many different ways without seeing it. For love, we'll do anything for love and acceptance <clears throat> because, <clears throat> sorry, that emotional void is so strong within us that we need to fill it with something. And when we're not mindful, when we don't know ourselves in seeking that love outside of ourselves, we just resort to ill means to getting it so that we can fulfill that void. And that is sad in a way. And it's very sad also to see how parents use their own children, how they extort from their own children. And, you know, we so often see it in our old age where the younger children abuse old people, you know, where they take the money, even if they're receiving pension or whatever. We see it in South Africa a lot. Because parents are not very well educated, they're poor, and they don't know any better, so they feel they need to just give the money to the child, not realizing the child is abusing them emotionally, almost blackmailing them emotionally for their money and so forth. So the parents don't know any better and they just give it. And in this case, it's the reversal where the father is taking from the child. So... <clears throat> Children and young adults are so trusting and are unable to see how adults use and abuse them. They are even sworn into secrecy and they just play the game as Atima did with her father, not knowing any better until someone who witnesses what's going on points it out to them. And that's exactly what happened with Radha and her. So... Radha had to take charge and allow for justice to prevail. You know, what I'd also like to do here, and Radha, is to point out to parents how important rules are in the home, as was in the orphanage, and how often children break these rules. So parents must have house rules. But in designing house rules, you must do it in consultation with your children. Hmm. as was in the orphanage or any institution, when, when you do something in consultation, then what happens? Everyone becomes part and parcel of that. And very seldom you'll find children won't break the rules because they made the rules. Right. And they see how important it is to have clear boundaries. So you know, if you overstep the boundary, some kind of punishment or consequence will be there. So for every action, Negative action, there is a consequence. And they learn that. Children learn that. And that is what Radha was pointing out to Atima as well. That uh, when we make rules together, every single one of us must be held accountable. And, and that is when we teach children responsibility, how to take responsibility for their own actions. Somehow Atima was so overwhelmed emotionally and taken in by this man who was a father, who was a scam, didn't see that. So Radha was pointing that out to her. It's very important also to teach children why it is so important to seek permission, you know, to leave the property or to leave home. The parents need to know they are responsible for the minor if you're under 18, I think. Mm -hmm. that parents are responsible for you. 
that you know you they you need to tell them where you are going they need to know that should anything happen they would know where to find you and and that is very very important so many lessons came out of this except as you can see but what is also so beautiful in the way rather handled the situation she took atima for a walk they walked mm-hmm. and they spoke and what is so lovely to see how important communication is and the art of listening rather gave atima her full attention she wasn't distracted they were out somewhere you know walking and there's nobody to distract rather from getting the truth out of atima and also from a place of privacy and integrity yeah it's very important to give somebody that when you know somebody is in trouble as i would as a practitioner offer you privacy and integrity that i would swear that i won't just divulge anything you reveal to me mm-hmm. to anyone else and i think that creates a very good safety net a safe haven for somebody to pour the heart and soul out and that's what atima did so when radha came from a place of listening she listened first she didn't reprimand her yeah reprimanding came later and where she told her you know what's required and and then atima understood that but so often when we as adults and parents when we listen to somebody doing something wrong we fly off the handle literally we become so emotionally charged that we want to judge our children put them down and rummage them even more and that is where we lose the plot completely and we lose our children completely as well so it's very very important in taking time in being calm being centered being focused coming listening from a place of inner listening when somebody has a problem or is in trouble that you're there for them you're totally present to their needs and that is when the other person would trust you the most i find when i do this with children with adults in my private practice even in the outreach work that they open up so much more beautifully so much more authentically so this is very important for parents to know to learn and to practice this from your book to listen first to the child or the other person open into compassion empathy unconditional love before you take action can you see that so um i think radha has taught us valuable lessons in just this one small excerpt look at how many tips we learned how many new techniques we learned about communication and stuff like that does that make sense and radha it makes a lot of sense for sure Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that that um that I uncovered is this. Healing is so important when you look at Radha. She had a very hard life, but somehow her relationship with her father Dom was so beautiful because he was totally present to her. Mm-hmm. He listened to her. He he gave her all the loving, caring and nurturing. and through a period of time she healed she healed the wounds with the parents perhaps she even came to a point of forgiveness you know about her mom and her dad and so on so i'd like to leave the listeners with this an unhealed person can find offense in in pretty much anything 
that someone does. A healed person like Radha understands that the actions of others has absolutely nothing to do with them. So each day you get to decide which one you will be. Are you a healed person or an unhealed person? And you'll find so often when somebody has not healed the issues, they will always be emotionally charged and judged. And they will always want to control the other and tell them what to do, how it must be done and so forth. They'll even tell you what you must think. And then you can see how much they've not healed. Right. Does that make sense? It, it, make, it makes, yes, it makes total sense. Um, because we, we have a lot of things that we may not even be aware of that we need to heal. So exactly. that's, that's why it makes so much sense. And that's why we need to, to use introspection so much and to yeah. address our questions to person that are wiser than we are. Yeah. So Absolutely. If I may, Absolutely. Um, I, would, I would like to ask you uh, one more thing, Rahila, in regards to this excerpt, because at some point you were speaking about privacy when Radha took Artema out of the property. And um, you said how important privacy and confidentiality is. Um, but I would like to also bring up something else uh, that, that came to me while you were speaking, and that is uh, the sense of belittling someone or speaking in front of the others. You know, for instance, I've, I've been in this kind of situation um, several times, you know, when, when people uh, scolded me or something in front of other people. And that is a tremendous sense of being belittled, even though the intention of the person is not that, but only by doing it in front of the other people, um, you, you feel like that, right? Yeah. So my question towards you would be like this. If a person finds themselves in this kind of situation of being scolded in front of the others, what would be your advice for them in order to not feel that way anymore? Yeah. You see... It's interesting. Uh, this is a brilliant question, by the way. And we see this so often even on social media and the way we, we relate and the way we communicate. Yeah. Um, but it can happen in the home anyway. It can happen anyway. It's all learned behavior. I will do that to you if somebody did that to me. If my parents constantly told me things in the presence of my siblings or others, or told me things in public without considering how it is making me feel. And they were not in greater awareness. Obviously, it's going to hurt me. So as a child, I internalized that. Mm -hmm. And that's what we call learned behavior and conditioning. So I learned that negative behavior from my parents. So what do I do in my adult life? I do the same to my child. And I know I did that to my own child. And, and I had to awaken to that. Therefore, self-introspection, self-reflection. When we speak about emotional intelligence, Anuradha, the foundation of emotional intelligence is self-awareness. Right. If we don't have self-awareness, we don't even know that we are doing that to someone else because that becomes our blind spot. 
However, we must take ownership of how we're feeling about it. So if somebody is doing that to me, wherever it is, whether it is on social media, whether it is in public, in the workplace, I got to take self-responsibility and ask myself, in what ways am I like that? In what ways did somebody do that to me? And most often it would go back to how parents treated us or adults in our family or our teachers in school. And that's where we take ownership and we break those toxic patterns. Right. So everything is our projection. So if, if somebody is doing that to me, then I must go inwardly and feel the hurt and pain of it because I experienced it as a child. My parents did this to me. I'd say, oh, my God, it reminds me of my mom. It reminds me of my dad. So often in the workplace, if there is in the 21st year boss, I don't know if boss even exists anymore, but if that exists, it's sad because what does a boss do as parents? You want to boss the children. Children are little, so it's easy to boss them. In the workplace, we still treat adults as children. Can you see that? Mm. So that adult relationship of mother and child will play out in every relationship of ours if that is not here. So when I look at it, I will take myself back to when I was a child, when my mom shouted at me in the presence of my cousins or my friends. And I will say to myself and express, mom, when I was 10 years old, whatever you said to me in the presence of, of my friends really hurt me. And um, you hurt my feelings. You didn't consider how I, how I felt. You didn't consider my opinions and my views on something. You didn't listen to me. And it really hurt my feelings. And then you come to see that my mom didn't know any better herself. Nobody taught her how to be a parent. Nobody taught her how to communicate. And then what happens? Okay, mom, I forgive you. You didn't know any better. I accept it. However, thank you for the gift that I will not be like you. That is where you do the change. That is where we create new neural pathways in the brain in saying that I will not be bossy because I've been boss. What you will say in a positive way to yourself, I will listen more to someone else. Before I scream and shout, allow me to listen more. So you're giving your brain a new way of thinking. You're giving your body new neural pathways in how to be different. Can you see that? So you keep changing inwardly. You can only do that when you're silent. You can only do this in a quiet space. When you do introspection every morning and evening on yourself, then you will see the patterns. Otherwise, you won't. Does that? I hope I answered your question. Yeah, yeah, you did. Everything Sorry, comes back to self because we're projecting that. Right. Say, Andrada, rather in the book, why was she able to help Atima? Because she could see what Atima was projecting. Atima was projecting desperation. She was projecting lack of love, lack of confidence, vulnerability. Yeah. Radha saw that. How did Radha see that? Because Radha healed all of that within herself. Mm. Can you see that? Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yes, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Therefore, you know, in working with you, and if you look at where I am, 
people ask me, how do I get to be where I am? It's mm. because I cried a lot. I had to, I had to bite the bullet. I had to swallow the bitter pill each time. When I was screamed at, when I was told what to do, I was told that, hello, you are no different to me. And I'm thinking, oh my God, am I shouting and screaming like someone else as well? And then I said, yes, I actually do. That's a very bitter pill to swallow. And then with that comes all the crying and the humiliation and suffering. But with that comes the healing. Therefore, for me, in, in advocating leadership of love, it's about healing the life as well. It's healing yourself and healing the life. And what is life? Life is about earning money and materialism, like what you, you wrote in your post recently. It's about the balance of two worlds, the material world and your spiritual world in who you are becoming. It's getting that balance right in doing your passion. Can you see that? Yeah. So the healing has to happen on both sides, in the material world and in the spiritual world, where we, we all reside in both. It's not an either or, it's both. So in how you are growing up in the mother's womb, how you are growing up in your family impacts in business. It impacts in relationships everywhere you go. So yeah. healing the life is very important. And that's what Radha has taught us in this excerpt, in this conversation with a team. Thank you, Anradha. Thank you so much. I can see that you, you're really taken aback by what we uncovered. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely immersed in what, in what you're talking about. And um, it's, it's very true that you unpacked such, such great lessons from this chapter. And I'm once again really grateful for you to be there with us every Wednesday. So be blessed, Rahila. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day ahead. Thank you. You too. Thank you, listeners. And of course, we welcome your feedback as always. Thank you very much. If you want to learn more about the book that we're talking about, you can head to WorkApp or Amazon, look for The Man, The Moon and The Cascade. You're going to find it there. Let me know what you think about it. Thanks. Thank you for reaching the end of this episode. I wish you an amazing day ahead. And please, don't forget, smile at life and life will smile right back at you.